Hello and welcome to the Woodfloor Podcast. This podcast is for anyone in the wooden floor industry in the UK and beyond. We interview some of the suppliers, manufacturers, wholesalers, contractors on the ground, retailers and anyone in between. The podcast is brought to you by Cockrell & Co. You can find more information about us at cockrellandco.co.uk. Enjoy the show and do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Welcome, Paul, to the Woodfloor podcast. The first and probably one of the biggest questions is, who is Paul Thompson? Hi, good morning. Um, Paul Thompson. Um, right, I'm sales professional, been dealing with wood flooring and the oil coating industry now for a good part of sort of 13, 14 years. Um, I started off uh, falling into it completely by accident. Um, I was taken on by a joinery business in Winchester. Yeah. They actually sell um, high-performance windows they're importing from sort of Scandinavia. Okay. Uh, and then 2008 hits, and that market was a bit rocky with obviously the, uh, with the housing market. Um, and the owner looked at my CV and saw that I'd been involved with running Tramic Tilers and then importing tiles. Right. And he said, look, you know, I'm busy with, because it was a multiple part business. There was like 25 bench joiners doing period joinery with a flooring division and the window division. And he said, well, do you want to have a look at running the flooring division for me? You know, it's timber flooring, but yep. the principle getting guys to site, organizing them, you know, the materials and it's going to be similar to what you've done in the past. Um, and I did. So I sort of fell into it really, into this industry. Okay. Um, it was a, yeah, I, I as most things, how I looked at it was speak to the guys who are, who are the installers to say, look, you know, I, I'm managing you, but how do I manage you? What do I need to do for what do you need from me? Yeah. Uh, and the first thing I did was like, right, you're coming to site and you come see what we do. Um, so from there, we sort of formulated a, like a job sheet so we could organize them better and they knew what was going on from us, my, my site meetings and my site surveys. And also they had to show me what, they need specifically on survey i.e they said that door freight you no know, door lining thicknesses so we made our own thresholds they said we need to know those so we can get them pre-run out from the joinery guys so we, we've got par the right size for a start yeah and then it sort of moved on from there you know i did a sort of reasonable job getting more work in um and they said look you need to learn to sort of sand and seal behind us so we can carry on I mean, that was a lesson itself. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trade by any means. No. But we had a good kit, you know, with the Legler system, you know, the boss invested in, in, in the right kit. Um, I learned the hard way with, with Osmo Oil, funnily enough, that's the one we uh, was when we, we, we were dominantly using. Okay. And I just remember whistling away one sunny, you know, uh, Wednesday afternoon, applying the oil with, with ease. And the guy came in, <laughs> Ken was name, and said, well, what, what are you doing? So, well, just brushing this stuff on, like you said. And he said, Mate, if you're not, if that's not in, it's wrong. You better be sweating or you're not doing it correctly. And then, <laughs> so off I went. I went, I went, I went, went Billy O across this floor, went back to the office that evening. Next morning, got a phone call. What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm pricing up, you know, I'm ready for a couple of surveys. You're not. Bring the sander back with you. Like, what? He said, it went on all right. He said, no, come back with a sander. So I turned up, had a look. He said, can you see anything? Like, Not particularly. He said, uh, hot day yesterday, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, sweating. Like you told me to. Barefoot, were you? I was like, yeah, I was. Well, your footprints are under the oil, so start again. 
Oh, nice. So it was good. It was a lesson learned. Um, yeah. And that's how I've always sort of done most of my sales is, is, and I've always been related to building product sales. So it's always good to understand the process. It's good to understand what you're selling and, and how it works. It's just, I, I quite like the technical side of, of selling. So yeah, eye opener. Um, and then from there, it, it, we, I was there for five years. We moved on from importing flooring that we would get from a couple of wholesalers and importers, normally unfinished. We'd offer like a Far Eastern and a European, obviously on price point. Um, like I said, we always offer sand seal or colour and seal, but it was always hard wax oils or variations of. We tried other manufacturers, but we just found Osmo worked for us and how we yeah. operate. Um, and from the client's point of view, it, it tended to work for them for, for ease and maintenance. Um, and then, but we actually fell into, again, I don't know what made our owner at the time go into it, but he invested in manufacturing engineered flooring. So we, okay. were, we were a handful of companies at this time. So we're talking, this is now 2010, probably. Um, and we went heavy. I mean, we went for a whole hot press system, which even the factory we deal with now in Czech Republic, ESCO, do about half a million square meters a year. They still use cold press. Yeah. Um, the funny thing was that we had a machine there cutting lamelles, and as soon as I walked in the factory and check, I heard it. I knew it straight away. It's called the Mammoth, and it cuts your lamelles super fine. It splits like a, an inch plank into four. Yeah. Um, and a specific sound to it. I knew it straight away because it was a check machine. So I was involved then in manufacturing. I just again fell into it. So you started learning about how hot melt works. You know the. the, the we, the, the, the production line was modified quite regularly just from trial and error to get the best press. Um, unfortunately, you just couldn't, we, we were never going to compete, I suppose, with the European and Far Eastern price point. So we were looking to do more um, sort of special made to order. You know, as long as we can get a timber species, we, we would bond it. Okay. Um, but again, you know, I suppose, that was, you were never going to get the volume, I suppose, to really, really pay back the level investment. Um, so, but yeah, and the, the, and the business was such a beast. The joinery side was absolutely amazing, the stuff they used to do. Um, and then, so towards the end of, of, of that, the five years, um, and how we've all joined Osmo is through either your rep or, well, mainly your rep comes to you and says, look, you know, there's an opening. Um, okay. You know, join, you know, you know you know about flooring, you know about sanding, you know, you know, to a point, you know about, you know, the, the all Osmo oil. Um, and that's how I came part of Osmo UK. Um, I was taken on to cover the Southwest region. So we've got, uh, now we've got, uh, including myself, uh, seven guys in the, uh, or seven people in the, in the sales team. Yeah. The whole of the UK, Republic of Ireland. Uh, so we do work pretty lean. Um, the guys have got you know, big regions, a lot of account bases, you know, account bases aren't just flooring professionals now, you know, that we're quite into decorate, decorating side of the, of the market. Uh, and I had the Southwest, which was basically west of my house, which is the New Forest, down the Penzance to Pembroke Dock, up to Clundridlow, Wales, West Midlands. I still cover it now, even now I've been promoted sales director. We, we still work lean and you cover your region and help the team where necessary. Yep. You know, um, so yeah, I suppose really, I'm a bit of a wood geek. 
you know, for my involvement <laughs> joinery and seeing different species. I get quite excited if I can go into a timber mill and smell cedar being manufactured or you come across, you know, a bit of purple heart or, you know, the, the, the weird and wonderful species that you rarely get to see on a regular basis now. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, yeah. I, I, I think what I enjoy from the role now in Osmo UK and because I've been the other side of the fence, you've got a bit more empathy, empathy for those who, you know, have got team of contractors, understand about why timings are, are crucial when, uh, you know, a manufacturer, you know, a distributor selling a product into them, you know, why that's crucial. Because um, obviously you guys can't just keep lasts out on the shelf waiting to be called off as and when, you know, you've got a programme to run, you know, and, and exactly. we've, and we've, you know, we've worked on, you know, providing next day service, you know, to, to our resellers and, and, and so on. And, and, and when we get that, you know, we work hard with our resellers to make sure they're holding the right products that the, the, the trades guys need to be, have, have access to, you know, readily, really, you know, and, and we work hard with, with the resellers to understand that it's not that we're pushing it onto them. It's, it's stuff we know the, the feedback from the trade guys we deal with that's that's what what they need and they need good access to it and what's the approximate split now 2022 um on flooring uh let's say professionals to decoration um possibly diy or more professional decoration what what do you think is there is that uh well we did some figures um beginning of the year and based on last year's figures um and admittedly i still yeah the decorated market is a little bit ahead of the, the, the timber side now but okay. slightly not 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 massive um but i think all the feedback from the guys on the field is we're getting more inquiries now from independents being timber related now so like flooring showrooms you know timber merchants so which is nice because that's our heritage you know our heritage is 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 is, is timber always has been um not sure if you know, but obviously Osmo Germany, who we're like the UK partner of. I mean, they're a timber business. They're a huge timber business. Right, okay. You know? I didn't know that. We've got two bases. Munster is where our oil production is, and Verendorf, which is about half an hour up the road, is our timber production. You know, right. we're Osmo owned by Osmo Germany owned by the Cordis Group, you know, and I think they're sort of one of the biggest European software planers. And we've got a whole timber manufacturing process. Um and all our oils were only really produced for our own use to start with in an in, in, in industrial basis. Okay. And as you said, pretty finished timber, you need your maintenance, you need your top up coats. So that's why then he moved into, we sort of call it DIY, but it's not, it just means it's non-industrial, it's non-factory finish because it's a okay. different chemistry. It's more, of course, it's oxidative. So I think what makes us special in in the market of finishing timber finishing is you know our timber technicians sit alongside our chemists yeah and so, has that technology changed much i mean i've been using on and off osmo standard pollux for 20 years i would think um certainly you know the, when the only options were to roll on oil you know this buffing in and doing 2k and all the other magical stuff that's out now you know i'm very much roll it on brushes around the edges and it looks great has the technology changed much because it still smells and looks the same when you open a tin but you know well yes it has um i think germany are very conservative so they don't shout about what they do they're they're, they're very very conservative you know and this question came up you know about a year or so ago when i was in germany and, and they said yeah you know we, we are reformulating the pollux like, annually to improve it tweak it improve you know the, the ingredient 
We said, well, why, why, you know, why don't we say this? You know, there's mentions that we're sort of, could be the number one hard wax all in, in, in the world due to the coverage we have. I said, well, why aren't we saying and shouting about this? And they said, well, because we know. Okay. We, we know, well, no one else does. So it's nice to pass that on, that we're not just sat on our laurels. You know, we're constantly developing. Yeah. Um, obviously, our biggest development recently, unfortunately, is the Ukraine war. Right. I mean, okay. that the Pollux is, is highly sunflower oil-based. Okay. And, you know, 70% of, you know, the, the, the sunflower oils coming out of Ukraine. So right. the good thing is with the lab, you know, our labs, they were straight onto the situation and we've had to tweak increasing one of our other main driving agents, which is like soya, for example, to, to, to reduce, to reduce the, 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 the need for, for the sunflower to get us through this, this situation. And, and has um, that been your biggest challenge this year or has there been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the biggest two the last three years, really, I suppose, is is has been yeah raw ingredients. You know, it's, it's been more of a seller's market, so that's been hard for a manufacturer when you you know you, you relationships go. You know, it's you're dealing with you know maybe a, a, a raw ingredient supplier for you know tens of years, and suddenly it's like, well, do you want this or not? If you don't want it, we'll sell it to someone else, and that's the price. And so it's been it's been hard, especially for Germany. It's been very hard, you know. Um, and it's and, and they will not lower the quality of the product. You know, that's not something we do. They're not going to no. go wrong. We can't get that, so we'll do this. They, they, they will not compromise the, the quality of our oils. Um, application methods, like you said, that, that they've changed due to the different range of products we offer now. And um, yeah, I mean, we've moved on. I mean, the original product is probably our still our biggest sold product because um, the ease of application, you've got more open time with it, and again, it's probably helped with the decorative market um and you can like you said you can roller it you can brush it uh, i was quite keen i was taught more to use a floor brush um but it's it's down to everybody's you know skill base really yeah, uh, yeah. We, we've moved on from the original so we've got the rapid which increases the drying time to four to six hours away from the eight to ten and we've also brought out the Pollux express a couple of years ago which is a one to two hour drying it's it's Again, roller, I would say that's, I would roll, that's definitely more roller applied because you've got to add an additive to it. Okay. Still a two coat system, but you've got obviously a time scale to get that on the ground. So I think what we do well is we base the products and we try and cover different skill bases and different needs of the market. We also know one oil can't cope with all timber species. You know, it's just not possible. You couldn't put the, the standard pollux due to you know, we, we base our, our ethos on using natural oils with the highest solid, you know, uh, hard wax oil on the market with the least solvent. Because of that, you won't you won't drive that into a tropical wood. No, no. So, you know, we've had to formulate an extra fin for that purpose. But again, that comes from our, our timber background, I suppose. We try and cover, you know, everyone's skill bases and, and every potential project and, and the timber species being used in that project. And what's um, what since you've been at Osmo? What technology or even staffing? What what's the biggest investment you feel they've put into? Let's say the UK market because it's the UK podcast. So what's the biggest investment you've done in the UK? Uh, well, a, a huge investment for us is obviously with with stock with, with stock levels for a start. You know, we've had to, you know, since lockdown started, you know, we've had to forward order, you know, a, a lot. We've had to take on supplementary warehousing, just 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 to control consistent, you know, consistency of stock levels that we can make sure our market doesn't, you know, have a dip in supply. Yeah. So that takes a lot of investment. You know, um, we've got other things coming up. Um, 
which is going to take a lot of investment uh, and it will obviously aid the flooring market, but we are looking at producing mixing machines for the marketplace. Right. So basically we'll reduce stock holding for our, for our resellers and they can basically pigment the clear products. So all that will do is they'll have a bigger range of colors. Yeah. We can pigment the rapid version uh, to, to match the, the original. Um, so yeah, but that's, I mean, literally that's, yeah, that's, that's in the mist and, and it's taken a lot of work because again, it's, out of our comfort zone. This is something new to us. Yeah. Um, so but, it'd be the similar format to when you're going mix a paint. You know, exactly. I want a, I want a pink paint for my be- baby girl's bedroom, and you know, and exactly. Yeah. So you know, you know, problem we have, you know, we've got such a big range. We in each, in each, you know, within each range, there's such a big color range with you know different size options. The good chances, and you know, we get. You know, we find it hard that it's it's you know shelf space for for our resellers. You know, land's expensive, buildings aren't big, so we would never get the full coverage in in all of our resellers. But if we can give them this option. You know, we're going to help them make sure that because people, you know, you got yourself, you know, contractors. It's it's time, isn't it? Time is money, and if you walk into a reseller and go, oh, I need this color, you know, the clients change their mind at the last minute. I've done my color samples on the floor. They've chosen the one where you got it. Yeah. No, I can get it in 24 hours. It's going to be a carriage charge or let me make an order up and you go, well, I need it like now, you know, I'm on, you know, it's the, the, the client's gone away for two days. She suddenly reappeared and goes, well, I want that one. Yeah. So this will minimize, you know, it, it just gives greater access again to our products. Um, so, so that's where we feel the way we, we do well in the market. It's just offering a bigger range, more colors and the color range will, keep being added to the system as as it evolves um also once you work out your ratio you can add more tints to the range um so yeah so that's that's our latest investment and that's sort of hopefully should be coming through early part of next year hello listeners sorry to interrupt the show as you know if you've been listening to this show for a while we don't run ads on this podcast but i thought this would be of value to you we as wooden flooring experts use certain companies and partners to do our jobs and to help us progress. So for many years, we've worked with a company called Finewood Finishes, and some of our clients also work with us. So I couldn't resist to tell you something really quick. If you visit the Finewood Finishes website, that's finewoodfinishes.co.uk, they supply huge quantities of lacquers and oils and other materials to help you get your done, jobs done faster, more cost-effective, and on time. When you put a certain code into the checkout, you will get a one-off discount. All you need to do is put into the promo code on the website, the Woodfloor Podcast. That's the Woodfloor Podcast, all one word. That will apply a discount that is only available for people that listen to this show. Anyway, we'll get back to the show. And, and since you've been at Osmo, which project that you've either seen with photos or even been there live on site are you most proud of? Is there any big ones you've you've done? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one project that I was lucky enough to be involved in uh, and to go and see was the Bloomberg Building in, in London. We're okay. talking fifty thousand square meters of, of flooring, which is a solid, heavily brushed cassette, sort of made up. Imagine it's four solid planks joined together. With like their, their sort of kitchen banding around the edge, 
They're then sunk with this magnetic backing into this cassette format of flooring. Uh, I think, I believe Kingspan are the suppliers of this flooring from an Italian manufacturer, pre-finished in Osmo, in you know one of the biggest trading centers in 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 the, in in, the, in 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 London, and because the heavy brush, it's unable to be sanded. The, the, it's, the footfalls, are, 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 you know, is is amazing. You know, it's so high. So we've spent you know a year or so working with with the with the building, you know, you know, uh, estates team with Kingspan, with Osmo Germany, and we've now come up with a solution where we can actually maintain this floor without sanding. Absolutely, you know, it is it, and again, it's the beauty of Osmo. You don't need to sand it. We've, we've got a product called Intensive Cleaner that slightly strips the floor, so you can re-oil it. And these guys have to clean it daily. You have okay. to use like floor scrubbers. You know, they've got to use those those um, back system that sucks the moisture straight off. Yeah, and then they're into a process. But it it, it it was amazing. We did the breakout room area, and you could see light like light to dark where the, the the brush was holding so much dirt. Yeah. It transformed it, you know, and because of that one project, and I think that one system now is getting sold a lot around um, like Canary Wharf, a lot of the bigger businesses. Because the theory is they magnetize the floor. And when you want to access the cabling underneath, they switch a flicker switch, demagnetizes, you sucker the floor, pull it up, do the repair to the cables, back down. Wow. You know, and, and, and yeah, and we've got, yeah, yeah and it, it was just, one amazing to see that building and just the level of with the right team behind you. We, when we spend time training, we, you know, we go back annually and we train the cleaning team that's got the contract for the cleaning. So yeah. no one's allowed on that floor or to clean it or to touch it without having a, a, a sort of two, three day session with us right. on, a, on a proper procedure to, to maintain it. But it's a beast, you know. Uh, I haven't been myself, but same as Oslo Airport. Oslo Airport terminals are are are, are hard wax oil, right. and again the beauty of that you imagine if you've got a damaged section, not you know we don't poo poo lacquer because you know everywhere's got a place lacquer is harder than an oil and we understand that but it's it's the risk if it was to get gouged I suppose, and to do a repair you can't easily wet you know wet edge a, a lacquer at least with the oil you could you, you wouldn't lose you wouldn't lose a whole terminal technically you know, oh. so, but you're into but but you are. The offside, the offside of that is you. There's a there's a level of maintenance and a form of maintenance. There's a system once you're in with Osmo, but it's it's straightforward, you know, to a point. Once you understand it, it's it's not overly laborious. I think that's the thing is understanding it, um, and then following the process. No, I completely agree. And I think you already mentioned about the footprint uh, incident. Um, but in your corporate career, is there anything? you think you've made a big mistake and you wouldn't do again if you had to advise someone else i suppose uh, for me and this goes back probably to my days at, at winchester joinery um it's judging something you know, like judging uh, judging someone by a book of a cover you know it, it, some guy came in who just didn't look like he was worth anything at all to spend or came in the showroom. I basically dismissed him from the off. You know, we used to get a lot of guys come in. We had so many samples on, on the walls, what we made ourselves, plus what we purchased and you know, we'd buy in. And you know, it's like, you know, you, you can spend hours just talking to them about, you know, the thicknesses, whips, grading, oil versus lacquer, timber species, you know, and, and then you can get to the end of it and they go, right, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not really for me. And I think one of your other, you know, 
uh, of guys on the podcast said, you know, it's so hard because when they say, oh, well, I haven't really got a budget. And you say, well, it's going to cost that much. And they go, mm, actually, no, I can't afford that. But I dismissed this guy from the off. Yeah, dirty old coat, just looked scruff. Yeah. And then, you know, I sort of got a, bit, a little bit dismissive and my boss came in, took one look and sort of took over. And anyway, at the end of it, we, we got a job and it was, it was like a good part of 100 square metres. And my boss he used to tap me down. He said, look, Paul, we, we're in the Winchester area. He said, there's a lot of old money here and they're quite very, very, you know, eccentric. He said, you just, you, you, you shouldn't, you just can't write someone off for one glance. Absolutely. So, you know, I learned a lot from that. Um, but I think it is, but it was also uh, what I learned from that meeting is also you, you, you do need to try and push people for their budgets as well. Because otherwise you, you can end up wasting so much time of theirs and yours and, and you don't really get anywhere with it. It's, um, it's okay. hard. Assumption is the route to all evil, and we've got written somewhere in this uh, in this office that uh, yeah, you can never assume anything without the facts. And as as you you know, and budgets, you can sort of benchmark your customers in any any. I don't think it's the wrong wrong way to do your sales process, but you can't assume that they won't spend and assume they're not the right client. But by asking the right questions, you can normally find that out relatively quickly. Um, and then. Quite a broad question. Um, in the flooring industry itself, what's the biggest challenge apart from raw materials? Well, for, for, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that unfortunately that that is hard, though, isn't it? I mean, that is a, a major player. I mean, the, I know the flooring industry has been hit. You know, like access to ply again, and it's because of the war. You know, you, you've got to take that and you know take that on board. Which then, you know, we we've seen, you know, from some of the factories we deal with, they 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 they're now offering obviously the, the solid core rather than 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 the ply, and it's then right. getting sometimes from what I've seen from my resellers, they said, well, you know, great that you've got that access to to switch to that product. The problem is, it's the, it's the quality perception. You know, the market doesn't still like that product; they prefer the ply. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, I mean, you've got to take apart raw ingredients. Have you know have made the, the market hard but i don't know it's it's again uh, it, it's it's the quality level as well you know skill base and again i know it, it, i think someone else um you know mentioned it about a previous one of a podcast about it, it's it's getting you know pacific apprenticeships or, or training specifically in timber flooring and timber finish finishing because yeah. it's normally joinery led you know carpentry led that's right. My two fitters at the time were, were joiners, which was great because you know they 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 fall out of the box when laying floors, you know, and they could mould wood you know, with, with ease. But it's that getting that you know that that that, that level that level of tradesman still or who's yeah you know we we get to see it you know you, we turn up some of the jobs we 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 get to look at sometimes and you know yeah yeah, yeah I know what I'm doing and you walk in and you go well do you well I've had a course I've had a two week course I think it's not enough. No, that lot in tiling. Like guys turn up. Yeah, I was, I was on a tiling course. How long was that? A month? I'm like, what? I mean, this guy next to me spent 16 years tiling, and he still finds it hard. You know, it was. So it's just yeah, maybe getting getting the right skill base, but then with the government needs to look at how you know we provide the right courses. Um, also, I think they also the growth of LVT and and, and carpet fashions also has also changed. But it would be nice if if there was a Pacific. Yeah, a timber exhibition maybe as well. There doesn't seem yeah. to be a specific one in the UK. Obviously, there's Domatex, you know, in 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 Germany, but there doesn't seem to be one. You know, I know Harrogate used to be heavily timber, 
Yeah. Uh, I suppose over years, the LVT market's grown so much. I mean, that'd be quite nice to see because then you can get a collective of people there, you know, with collective ideas, um, talking about the industry, you know, plus, right. plus you get to see different developments from different manufacturers, you know, that, I think that would be quite good to see. Yeah, that would be good. Or wood, wood flooring convention as such. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, because I think when the country doesn't do it, you know, you've got the ends and ends ends wood, wood flooring association in America. They have a couple, they, they do a tour, you know, there's, there's, I think there's one in, in Europe where they, they take fitters over there and they set them try challenges. And yeah. I think the only one doesn't do it really, you know, and wood flooring is still, it's still big and it's still huge in, in the UK. So it'd be good to see. Absolutely. And then on more of a corporate feel, how, how do you, train and motivate your team is team of seven you've got is that right we have I mean, and we're really lucky i mean we're really lucky with the guys we've, we've got i mean motivation that they're all self-motivated you know they're they're the figures they they produce you know it's hot it's going to be a hard year for them you know a really hard year for them that they're out and we know that we said to them you've got to keep the level of service up keep getting your business in keep helping the resellers make sure we tend to we focus obviously on our own guys we've got our own in-house uh technical team Yep. We just, you know, who they, um, Craig Bell there, he's, you know, gone out, he spent a, a lockdown period producing our own sort of training academy as well, which we now have in Aylesbury. Okay. Um, he's been, he's been sort of getting that out on social media and getting people in on, on sort of showing product application methods, you know, sanding techniques. So that's, that's, that's coming on again. That's just developing as, as time goes on. Um, Obviously, we have also also Germany provide us with trainers to sort of explain to me and the sales team on, on our new products coming out. But we spend most of our time as a sales team. Sales, obviously, is, is, is obviously what they're employed to do. But we actually try, we, we see the benefit of training the resellers because we don't obviously direct, sell directly to the trade. You know, they go to a, a you know, distributor or, or, you know, a stockist. But we try and ensure they've got a level of understanding on. So we, we, we actually show them application, show right. them how far the pollocks needs to be pushed. Because it is, again, as we said, it's high solid. It, you know, it goes, you know, 24 square meters a litre. You've really got to work that work that through. But it's, it does glide. But um, so we, we concentrate a lot on them, making sure they can give the right advice to the guys coming come to them to buy, buy the product. So is the training centre you've got for your resellers or is it for the sort of the contractors who who can attend that oh it's literally it's, it's it's all so you know it's like i said it's normally on our facebook community page i think it's advertised on our on our linkedin uh on our facebook facebook and website and as far as i'm aware it, it's open it's open to whoever would like to come along you know um i think predominantly i know the last the last sort of last group in were more sort of furniture manufacturers and furniture designers. But yeah, I think specifically it's, it's, it's open to whoever would like to come along and, and, and see products being used, talk about the products, you know, get advice. Okay. So yeah, it's open to all. And again, you've, you've touched on it um, with the mixing service that's coming. Is there mm -hmm. anything new you can reveal that's coming in the coming months or years from Osmo that we can look forward to? Or is that the is that have you already let that out of the bag? That's what's come in the mixing service. Well, we sort of have let that out of the bag. Um, <laughs> but I suppose, I suppose with that, what will come from that is you should see a greater, you know, potentially in, in as as that machine develops, there'll be a greater color range within the ranges, you know. So that's 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 the sort of the aim for that to develop. 
Um, and we are, I mean, we are mindful of the world we're in, you know, it's, it's regulations are changing. We are, I mean, we've got some water based already in our system for external use. Um, but you know, there, there is research and discussions in Germany as we speak, you know, do, do we look, do we, well, I think we need to look at, at, at a water based system if, if things change. Yes, we've got the, a pure oil system like our pure 2k and, and on our 2k wood oil which is like the, like the one coat version which needs but then so it's got to be buff applied um so we are mindful and we when we've never poo-pooed lacquer anyway because personally i think certain timbers suit a lacquer over an oil yeah and we've got our oil stain which I'm not sure if, you, if you've used or not um it's a great product and we know that could, could be a universal color so we're giving again tradesmen more of an option when he goes to a job looks at it go well the client wants a color i know osmo oils but if, they have, if they've got the lacquer in the system i know the lacquer then goes over that color so i can give the customer an option do you want an oil lacquer but this one color will work under both so there's developments of the way and there's been testing being done uh, at the moment on on potential water-based because, you know, we, we see ourselves more as a specialist wood coating you know, business. You know, we're not just a hard wax oil business. You know, we can offer people just our knowledge on certain, you know, certain, you know, projects, certain timbers, you know, go with the oil, the situation, maybe the lacquer, you know. So, and I said the world's changing, isn't it? It's ever changing. So, Did I see that you've released uh, MS adhesive iron, a wood adhesive too? Has that appeared in the market? I wasn't sure if we were talking about that because of the oil, the oil conversation. But yes, I mean, we've, that's been out for a while. We, we, we've, so yeah, I mean, um, like I said, there's, there's some of us come from different backgrounds into Osmo uh, and our commercial director, Craig Pawson, came in from a, also a flooring business. Um, he was buying an adhesive from America through, through this other business. They were looking for a distributor for the UK. He sort of brought, uh, sort of made contact, brought it into the business. It was a uh, by Taylor's from the USA. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, as as things do, you know, exchange rates move. Uh, yeah, and we just couldn't, we just couldn't make it competitive. You know, okay. we, we, we like your top brand, so we've had it produced by someone else. Um, we've got two versions. We've got the MS Advanced, which is all single dancing. You know, for all applications, um, which is selling really well and then we got sort of we got asked by some of the wood, wood flooring resellers you know we need more of a price point um i was involved at the point of going to the factory to see this so we we, we sent one over which was very competitive in the uk market um sent it to our factory they brought us over and said look we produced a more of an economical one so they they gunned out our advanced um from us like a silicon test tube yeah. peaks up didn't budge it doesn't budge it peaks lovely and doesn't move and then they come out the one we sent them and it just sort of sank and diminished into the paper and released some weird liquid and they wow. said we didn't think you wanted this so we produced you this and it just it, it just it dropped a bit then held and they yeah. obviously we can't make something more economical and then be the same chemistry as our advanced what yeah. i was so reassured was that they actually took on board that they just didn't copy what we sent them Right. Said, you want that so we made you this and both are selling selling well so we've got the ms advanced and the ms trade and the ms trade is just yeah it's great for all engineered applications probably narrow solid um but it's on price point but it's not a cheap glue if that makes sense it's economical we we do it in two silver bags um so a 15 kilo 
we do it and split the 15 kilo in two silver bags. We just feel one, it keeps it, it's guaranteed fresher for longer. Um, and also you might get that job where you only want half a tub. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I know if you put, you can put the cellophane back over and put the lid back over it. You will, you will risk it with skin if you don't get to it quick enough. At least this way we can control that. Your next job with the next bag is, is, is going to be fresh for the, for the next project. And, and we're getting really good coverage with that, you know, um, and it is, yeah, it's good. It's great price point. Great price point. Well, do you think we'll see any other like concrete preparation, DPMs, anything else coming in that line or is it just, just the glue? Yeah, we've, yeah. We've, we've, we've got a DPM with the system. Yeah. Um, what we have discussed, you know, where, how far do you go with this? Because again, you know, from my personal market, you know, I talked to some of the flooring sort of, you know, resellers and, 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 and you know, showrooms and they said, look, Paul, we'd prefer to use a full system just, just for that, you know, belts and braces. If there's a problem, I've got one phone call. I'm not phoning a DPM guy. I'm not phoning a DC guy. I'm not phoning my latex. So it's been toyed with, but it's again for us at the moment, it's just pallets of powder again. Suddenly it's like, where's that going to go? It's just, it's something for the future. future. Um, We understand we might be missing out part of that market who wants a full system. It's just warehousing, you know, again, you know, investment, where do you, it's, 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 it's so hard, but that's something for the future. I mean, we've bought a great D3 PV out for those who want to float. I'm not saying yeah. that's something I would do. No. I'm on that side of the fence too, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't rule out everyone. So we, um, I mean, that's, that's a great, great price point for our resellers. Um, the same factory made us some colored gaps, it's gap sealers, like mastics. For, yeah, have you used them? So, and I think, you know, that they're, they're going quite strong. The wood fillers, we have the 250 grand tubs. I don't know if you've used them, but I, I have. Great. Yeah, I'm sure we have, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a great filler. Um, but yeah, we, we, we don't set the laurels. We try and sort of push forward and see where, where, where we can go and where we're, you know, what, what other avenues we can sort of push into. It's just, um, I think at the moment, our tensions on, on one thing, once that's over the line, then hopefully. Um, Move on from there. Yeah, it's the next thing. That's what we can do. Fab. Well, we're going to go into the quick fire now, Paul. Just a, just a bit of fun uh, about you, so the listeners can uh, just know a little bit more about you. So, five guys or dominoes, and why? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been to five guys. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> we're going to have I, to... Mean, I mean, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the New Forest now. It's a bit boondocks, but um, Southampton's only just had a five guys for the last couple of years or so. I've heard it's amazing, and I've heard yeah. the burgers are awesome. On the basis, I find Domino's a little bit too salty. I'll go five guys, but that's something I'd have to take a punt on because I haven't yeah. been. But the feedback I've heard is is really good. Well, strange you say that because uh, the owner of Five Guys, I think, was on Stephen Bartlett's podcast, and the only marketing they do is word of mouth. So it's very strange yeah. that you've heard it's good, but you, cause you won't have seen any adverts anyway, cause they don't do any sort of marketing. Their only marketing stream is client experience when you enter the building. So the staff, I think are, are incentivized to make sure the client experience is exceptional. So then you recommend to your friend and that's it. That's their marketing strategy across the globe. So it's obviously working. You've heard it, but you just haven't taken, uh, got your wallet out and gone in there yet. <laughs> no, I need to. I need to. It's, huh? it's, it's part of our cinema complex in, in Southampton. So next time we take the kids up there, we'll have a look. Um, but, but yeah, but in that, what can you say? Word of, word, word of mouth marketing is, 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 is the best marketing you can have, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's, 
what's every company you know strives for, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's what we like to hear. You know, people you get brand recognition. Wow, yeah. push for it. It's great. No, it's definitely the best. Very, very clever just for selling a bit of beef in two bits of bread. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so sunbathing or skiing? Skiing. Class. And beer or wine? Depends on the night, doesn't it? Sometimes both, but you don't mix a grape with a grain. Um, <laughs> yeah, it depends on the night. I'm partial to a red, but I also like an ale. So it, it, that's a hard one. Probably ale's more versatile, isn't it, I suppose, yeah. for, for, for different settings. And what flooring, if, well, well, what you can answer in two double barreled, what flooring have you got fitted to your house? And if you built your dream house, what flooring would you have fitted and what finish would it have on it? We went with one of our floorings we bring, bring in uh, from, from ESCO. Um, it's a smoked white plank, uh, a light brush. It's done really well. Um, bit hard to maintain with the kids and the dog now getting a bit of dirt in the brush to get that out um but it stood up really well if i had my dream house yeah it'd be a combination i think you i would try and utilize herringbone in certain areas and plank and others i do like the combination because it's quite versatile uh, and would it be an oiled finish of course it would it's easy to maintain you know yeah i think we've again like i said you know we don't poo poo lacquer at osmo it, it's I look at it from, I always look at things when, you know, for, for my usage. I said, with my two kids who, who won't walk around on their hands and, and my dog, no. you know, I couldn't have a lacquer. It'd have to be bulletproof, you know, for, for, my, for my lot. So. Uh, I've got exactly the same. I've got a, a, a really stupid yellow um, or white Labrador and two unforgiving children. So I have an oiled finish too. So it's, um, <laughs> if you won 10 million on the Euros tonight, what would be the first couple of things you would do or buy? Well, it, I'd probably buy a couple of houses for, for you know, for, for the children, because literally by the time they get to that age, I doubt they're going to afford one in our local area. So at least that would secure them in, 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 in their first homes. Um, oh, what would you do with that? I don't know. We cut, we, yeah. Yeah. It could be definitely a holiday, wouldn't it? You'd have a, you know, that, a holiday of your lifetime. And then just, yeah, a lot of investment, a lot of investment in records, a couple of scooters, yeah, cars. It's obscene, isn't it? Ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you might mention that because what's the dream car? Oh, God, yeah, you, you can have a garage one and you can have a daily runner if you wish. So, yeah, I don't know if it's if it was if it was a garage, then maybe yeah, I don't know. I've got Aston Martins, so it could be a, yeah, maybe DB7 daily runner. I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I quite like the um, yeah. If we'll see if I've got a bit more money in my pocket, I'd go with probably. I quite like the F type, the, the F type, uh, F pace Jag. I quite like that. Brilliant, brilliant. And and finally, uh, the that we obviously have a lot of listeners on the shore. Um, how is the best place to buy? Well, where and how is the best place to buy Osmo? And can people contact you and the team for training or what's the best way of getting hold of you and the team as well type of thing so uh for, for where to buy you know we've, we've got such a coverage all around the uk if you i'll go onto our website uh, www.osmouk.com and i believe there's a tab there for where to buy and that should bring up our stockist list which you can search by by postcode or by, or by city or town 
Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise, you know, you just phone phone the office number. Um, we've got a technical team there. You can access them. You know, the sales team are very, very good as well, answering the general questions. Um, and again, I believe the training courses should be also on the website as well to book. If, if not, definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm positive on the website now. Brilliant. And where can people find you? Are you, are you on LinkedIn and all the usual challenge, um, channels? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, yeah, Instagram. You know, all, yeah, the, the, the the ream of but LinkedIn to be this one, I suppose. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I've really enjoyed this one. Thank you. I really have. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Woodfork podcast. I've been your host, Tom. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.